0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest, except our guest is not actually from the world of real estate. This weekend, we have someone very special all the way from London, England. Welcome to the show, Roy Smooth. Hey, Victor. How's it going? Uh, Thanks for having me here. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Great to have you here. So, Roy, we've got to know each other. We have several mutual friends and former Kyle Wilson and Robert Helms, and you're in a different space. You're in the world of branding. But before we actually even talk about what you do, let's talk a little bit about what branding is. I come from the school of thought that branding is what people who don't know you say about you. What people who don't know you say about you. And so the question is, how does that, does that, first of all, does that resonate with you? And number two, how does that play into the work that you do?
1: I kind of look at it differently. Um, branding is how you put your brand out there that people don't know you get to find out about you. And how people who don't know you become interested in you. And how people who don't know you get excited about you.
0: And how people that don't know you want to build a relationship with you that's my perception of branding very interesting I think branding is extremely important it's a proxy for people doing due diligence you know for example if there's two hotels next to each other one of them is called the best beach hotel and the next one is called Hilton oftentimes people will choose Hilton because they don't want to go through the work the effort to figure out if the best beach hotel is truly the best beach hotel and often branding simply is people's laziness coming to play, and they want to take a shortcut and figure out, is this someone who's known, who's recognized, and therefore, am I interested? Does that make any sense?
1: Yes, it does. And then the skill in branding is how you position yourself against the Hilton Hotel. First of all, you've got to get noticed. The Hilton Hotel gets all of the kind of um, marketing real estate, yeah? So you've got to position yourself so you're building your brand is next to the Hilton Hotel. So when they look at an opportunity for which one they're going to go to, yours stands out in some way that you think you know what i need to go and find out more about that one before i go and
0: book the hilton hotel there's no question we live in a very noisy world and everyone's trying to get attention against that backdrop you focus not just on branding businesses but also branding individuals that's more your specialty so why don't we talk a little bit about your journey how you got involved in this particular line of work
1: That's a really good question, actually, Victor. Um, My journey probably started 13 years ago, 2007. I went to this very high-profile charity event. Uh, It was kind of um, 500 pounds, English pounds, to actually go um, and get a seat at the table. Uh, So I was at a table with um, several celebrities, sports stars, and uh, high-net-worth individuals had a good evening, they were all great people. At the end of the night, we were just kind of like socialising and uh, I was kind of like taking photos of these people that I could send to them in an email just to maintain that relationship. I got home and I was looking through the photos and I was in some of those photos and I looked at myself and I just said, Roy, you kind of look out of place in that environment. You know, I looked okay, I looked smart, Uh, I was well presented, but somehow I just... I just didn't seem to fit. Partly because uh, at that point I was kind of overweight and I kind of looked like an ordinary guy. I didn't look like a celebrity, a sports star, etc. And I thought to myself, I need to make a change. So the next day I got up and I just started running. I couldn't go very far. I ran probably about half a mile at a slow pace, but that was the start of my journey. I actually took action on that thought that occurred after I'd saw my brand image. So from there, I, I thought, okay, I'm getting get in shape physically, but I want to look good, not only in that kind of environment, but just on a day-to-day basis because I was an entrepreneur and I needed to get out there and get the visibility and get noticed. So that's when I actually started
0: taking or paying attention to my, first of all, my brand image. We're here on an audio podcast and for the listeners at home, I'm going to create a visual for you because when Roy walks in a room, He definitely catches your eye. You've got to be thinking of uh, a bowler hat like something Charlie Chaplin would wear, except bright red in color. If you happen to be looking down and you don't notice the hat, then you would notice the shoes. So he definitely stands out, and he definitely has this aura about him that this is someone who is interesting that you want to get to know the second he walks in the room. And that's something that you cannot manufacture. It's either you either wear it and you wear it genuinely, or if you try and wear it to try and be somebody else who you're not, it doesn't work. And he wears it and it wears it very naturally. How did you come across this particular look? And when you look to help someone develop an image for themselves, how do you figure out a look that works for them?
1: Another very good question. Okay. And it's all about authenticity and um, fitting that role or that image you're creating. Um, So part of my branding is not just the physical look and how they dress, but I try and find out about the person. Before I even start down the route of creating the outfit, the style, the image, I, uh, I dig in deep to see what is their personality. What are their beliefs? Yeah. Uh, What are their kind of like unique characteristics? Once I know that, I can help them bring out their true self in their brand and find kind of the imagery, the profile, the marketing that fits that true image that I've actually dug into to find out. So, the main thing about my branding, I call it cool branding. That's my my brand, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, What I do is I help people develop that cool factor yeah i bring the extraordinary out of the ordinary in people products and services but my belief is uh are branding it's based on three things one how you turn up which is how you look two how you show up which is how you actually deal with people or interact with people and three how you leave those people yeah, so you walk in, you make an impression, you're having that interaction, you make an impression. When you leave, you leave an impression. Uh, and the impression you leave
0: is your brand. I love that. I absolutely love that. So when you walk into a room, you know, you might be at a cocktail party, you might be at a networking event, you scan the room and there's 50 people in the room. How do you decide who you're going to walk up and talk to?
1: Funny enough, now it's the persona. I think a smile is one of the most important parts of a person's brand, yeah, and their nature. So the clothes will obviously get my attention. Then when you look deeper, you can see, you know, the physiology of the person, you know, how they are interacting with other people, how even on their own, they're kind of uh, uh, standing and making themselves available to be relational. Uh, And a smile is the first indicator. yeah, Somebody smiling, laughing, uh, chatting, you think, okay, that's the person that I want to interact with. Uh, so going back to branding and how I pull it all together, it's the, um, the look that's got my attention, the person and how they interact that make that decision, that's the person I want to talk to. Because you're always looking for a friendly face uh, when you're networking or even going to a meeting. You don't want to sit next to a guy who is Sitting there, not interacting, sour-faced, just on his phone. You want somebody you think it's going to be easy to interact with. But saying that, some of my really good friends have been people who you would have thought are downright miserable. And that comes back to another element of uh, branding is that you're not just looking for the person who looks good and seems to be uh, fun, etc., You're going out looking for that fun in a person who might not be projecting that. Yeah. And uh, I make a lot of friends that way because I go out of my way to make friends with people who aren't necessarily looking friendly. So it's a mixture of all those elements, basically.
0: You've worked with some of the greatest of the greats in the world of business and self-development. You've worked with Jim Rohn. You've worked with Les Brown, with Brian Tracy. Tell me, how did you get involved with some of those incredible people?
1: Through relationships with people who are connected to those guys. And it has helped because of what I do with my branding. Because they've noticed me. We've built the relationship. I've added value to that relationship. They've been excited of sharing their relationship with me with those kind of people. Knowing that the most important thing is on introducing me to those people, I can actually bring value to them. Yeah, so I always say there's a lot of value in yourself and if you can have the interaction with the right people, that value will come out and it will be shared in the right places.
0: Well, this next part of the conversation is decidedly not real estate. You're also a music producer and tell me where that fits in.
1: Um, everybody likes music. Yeah, everybody's got their uh, favorite genre. Music creates a kind of mood in people's lives, yeah, and if you can, I I love music myself, yeah, I've always been a music fan from when I was a kid. I'm not a talented musician, I used to play the drums, I used to be in a band, I used to go to kind of a, a lot of live concerts, I've always been continually playing music, so how it turned into a business for me was, at one point in my life I decided I wanted to be a motivational speaker. And uh, I wanted to reach out to young people, so I went down the road. That's the first time I met, I met Les Brown. Actually, um, I went to a Les Brown training event to become a speaker. I was going through the process. I wasn't very good. So what I did is I put music behind my speeches to make me sound better. Yeah, and uh, it was quite. It's quite. A, it's a deep story to be true. So yeah. So I did that, and I created my kind of first mini album so to speak with uh, a number of messages on and it was quite funny at that time one of the speakers um art dokes at the event he labeled me the chocolate chick james bond yeah Uh, and that stuck now actually um so my kind of like first message was about me being the chocolate james bond and um trying to remember the line it was kind of you can take my car you take my weapons but the only thing you can't take is my woman yeah and uh, at that time I you know obviously I I was married then uh, and I had a young son who was seven years old but at that point um, my wife at the time she had um, breast cancer and unfortunately uh, probably about 10 months after that first recording she she passed away and I lost my wife Jane, her name was. Uh, So I was left with my son Joseph, seven and a half years old, and what used to happen is we'd be driving in the car, and I'd be playing this first album that I created, uh, and it was just for me privately, and my family. And we'd be driving in the car, and Joseph would be listening to the tracks, sitting in the back listening to the tracks, and he'd say, Dad, can you put on track number four where you talk about this message? Uh, So I'd change the track, and he'd say, yeah, whatever his response would be. And he'd say, Dad, can you go and play track number nine where you talk about this? And I just thought, wow, this is a powerful tool for actually um, developing my son. Uh, So uh, after Jane passed away, I was inspired to use the music and the message as a tool or resource, betterly put, to motivate my son, inspire my son... Teach my son about life, business, entrepreneurship, without me having to sit down at a desk or a table in a chair and say, "Joseph, you got life goes this way." I just kind of got messages from different places, put them in the music. That was my method of co- coaching Joseph, uh, and it worked. To this, he's a great kid. Yeah, he's um, 23 now. He's a, a very, very good entrepreneur. Got a very stable, strong, happy, mature level mindset is liked by a lot of people and that's because of the content that he got from these messages that I was mixing in music so uh, in initial stages it was for Joseph then I thought well this is a great tool because I'm getting a benefit from it as well why don't I get messages from people like Jim Rohn who I started to get into at that time Les Brown obviously I was into because I went to Les Brown Les Brown's training event and I thought well rather than me trying to Become this speaker and go out and share my message with the world. Why don't I share the best messages from the best speakers with the music to the world? And that's how it developed. Uh, that was whew, 14 years ago when the concept started, but I, you know, in the first stage, it was just something I'd done just for my son. And it's only been in the last five years that I've really given it any attention. And um, last year, I realized. The impact it was making when i suddenly found out that there was 26 million people streaming my content yeah uh, and so so now my mission is really to take that to the ultimate level i want it to be a global motivational inspirational and business tool for training young people business leaders sports people entrepreneurs Anyone who's got something that's going to make an impact on their mindset that they want to cement in their thinking By putting that message in the music so they can listen to it repeatedly to so that information sticks Whether they need it for encouragement Inspiration motivation or education and that's how it's developed. I love that. Now. Would you call these affirmations to music? Um, No, they're not some are affirmations In essence, what it is, is uh, a speaker will give me um, three hours of a presentation or they'll give me their keynote speech and then I'll take that and I'll break it down into 10, 12, 15 tracks and actually create an album where I bring out specific messages in each track. If you went to listen to a a broadcast on Audible uh, and you had 45 minutes of content, you're not gonna listen to that every day in the car. But if it's got a music track behind each element that you want to listen to and it becomes something that you want to imprint on your mind or your soul or your spirit or whatever else, you could be in your car playing that same one track or five tracks or album every day.
0: I love it. So if folks want to learn more, if they want to get in touch, what's the best way?
1: The easiest one is roysmooth.com. Smooth with an E, um, S-M-O-O-T-H-E. Or my actual music page is success the number two music.com success
0: to music.com fantastic well it's been a pleasure to get to know you roy and for the listeners at home definitely check out roy at success to music.com or reach out to him directly at roysmooth with an e.com and have an awesome rest of your weekend go make some great things happen i'll talk to you again tomorrow